Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a show that brings you tales of terrifying females from lore, legend, and everything in between. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. This week's topic has been one I've wanted to cover for a long while, and what better time than the spookiest month of the year? I've got lots of fun episodes prepared for all of October, so stay tuned. Without further ado, let's get down to it. This week's topic is Marie Laveau, the Voodoo Queen of New Orleans. Born on September 10, 1801, in New Orleans, Marie Laveau began her life as a free woman of color living in what is now the French Quarter. Her father was a white Frenchman and politician by the name of Charles Laveau Trudeau, and her mother was a free woman of color, descending from a black, white, and Native American background, named Marguerite de Arcantel. There's not much information on Marie's childhood, but we do know that in August of 1819, she married Jacques Paris, a quadroon-free man who fled as a refugee from the Haitian Revolution in the former colony of Saint-Dominique. Here's where things get a little more mysterious. The couple had two daughters who vanished from records in the 1820s, and Jacques was documented to have passed away in 1820 himself. After her husband's death, Marie began a domestic partnership with Christophe Dominique Domini du Glapion, a French nobleman. The pair was reported to have 15 children, but only seven were registered and two actually made it to adulthood. She would remain with Christophe until his death in 1855. Now let's get down to the good part. Laveau's status in voodoo queendom. Her official job description was a midwife, herbalist, and practitioner of Louisiana voodoo. Louisiana voodoo is an African diasporic religion originating in New Orleans and is a blend of African religion, Roman Catholicism, and Haitian voodoo. Laveau became widely known for her practice. One quote stated that she traveled the streets like she owned them. Along with her boss attitude, Marie was also a boss in real life. She started a beauty parlor where she was a hairdresser for the wealthy families of New Orleans. During their visits, Marie would gather insider information on wealthy patrons by listening to their gossip. She would also gain more knowledge about these families from servants that she either paid off or that came to her to be cured of ailments and issues using voodoo. All of this information was used to seem more clairvoyant during voodoo consultations with the wealthy New Orleans women, allowing her to give them more practical advice. Customers of all races, status, and gender visited Laveau for help with family disputes, health, finances, and more. She held her services in three main places, her home on St. Anne Street, Go Square, and Lake Pontchartrain. Marie was actually the third female leader of voodoo in New Orleans, succeeding Sanité Didi, who was usurped by Marie Salopé. Marie maintained her status all her life, despite an attempt to challenge her in 1850. Outside of the several jobs already mentioned, Marie was a dedicated religious leader and community activist. She was known to have cared for the sick during the yellow fever epidemic of 1878, providing herbal remedies and prayers to those who needed them. Laveau also taught lessons to the women of her community and performed free voodoo rituals for those who couldn't afford them. If this wasn't enough, Marie also visited prisoners sentenced to death, offering them prayers and even making them their last meal. Rumors floated around that Laveau offered these people poisons before their day at the gallows, but that was never officially proven. She also sought pardons and commutations of sentences for the prisoners she favored 
and was often successful in her efforts. After a long life, on June 15, 1881, Marie passed away at the age of 79. Some people claim to have seen her in town after she died. Her practice didn't end, however, as her daughter by the same name took her place as queen. Marie was buried in the Glapion family crypt in St. Louis Cemetery No. 1. Tourists began seeking out her tomb and drawing an X on it during their visit. This was because of a belief that if you draw an X on Marie's tomb, turn three times, knock, and yell out your wish, she would make it come true. If that was the outcome, you were to return, draw a circle around your ex, and leave Laveau an offering. Due to the vandalism and destruction of tombs, St. Louis Cemetery No. 1 is now closed to the public. Upon her death, Marie Laveau was described by newspapers as a woman of great beauty, intellect, and charisma, who was also pious, charitable, and a skilled herbal healer. Despite the dark, terrifying way voodoo is portrayed in the media, Marie's story is that of community, selflessness, and a power like no other. And it should be remembered as such. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, follow Malicious Mamas on Instagram. Also, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help the show find other spooky tale lovers as yourself, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas.